Shout out Sniper T on the beat. Tamara to the break of dawn is on the rise with life on the forefront of the mind. So line for line, you can ride this brain train and you can change your station without even touching the dial. So relax, stay a little bit, but listen for a while. And whether you're bumping this in the whip or in a business fit, it's a meeting you won't want to miss. A meeting for a meal to feed the soul with words for the mind. So sit back, enjoy the ride, time to take off, it's time to fly, cause Tamara till the break of dawn is on the rise. Hey, 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 y'all, it's me, Tamara. I'm still not back in the studio yet, but you know we gonna make it work how we gonna make it work. Yes. Thank you so much for tuning in. Welcome to the show. Look at me on time, y'all. Okay, two weeks in a row. Yes, get into it. Um, to all my new listeners, new episodes drop every Thursday. In Jesus' name, I'm going to just say that it drops every Thursday. We're not going to be late no more. I usually talk about my life, my interests, and the ways I'm trying to grow. So come on back through, you feel me? And for all of my day one, two, 63, 125, Whatever week you came in, y'all, we on episode, I think this is 203. I don't have anything in front of me to confirm or deny that. Actually, let me look real quick so I ain't lying to y'all. Yes, 203 weeks, y'all. Let's get into it. Whenever you came in, right, and you just kept listening, thank you so much. Especially those of y'all that when I tell you, I don't have time to listen to anybody's podcast right now. It's it actually I miss like I ha I miss the podcast community. Um Trashy Corn, you know it's that season, so that has kind of brought me back around, but I miss y'all. I miss hearing y'all shows and all that. Um so those of y'all that still listen to me, even though I, and it's not that I don't just listen to your show, whoever you may be, I don't listen to anybody's show and it's not personal at all. It's literally just a time thing. Um, but some things are shifting and so I'm hoping to get back to it, but anywho, thank you so much for tuning in this episode. I'm not going to be super long. Um, and I, and you see the title wisdom from the wilderness, I don't even know if a wilderness is really what I'm hearing. I mean, not what I'm hearing. Sorry. There's dogs barking and I'm trying to stop Gizmo from barking. Um, Cause when he hears other dogs, it's like he thinks they're talking to him, even though they can't see him because we're in the house, but somehow he thinks they have x-ray vision. I don't know. Don't you do it. Anywho, um, I don't even know if the season that I'm in right now would truly be classified as a wilderness, but I feel like what I'm learning <laughs> right now in this interesting transition period that I'll tell y'all about later. Um, okay, so yeah, if y'all could hear, Gizmo feels like he needs to be so close to me. So, all right, here we go. Okay, here we go. There we go. All right, so anyways... Um, and so here's some things that I've learned as of lately in this, the state of transition that I'm in one, and this always matters. And that's why I feel like even if what I'm in right now is not really a wilderness season. And for those of y'all that don't know what that means, I'm going to give you the super summarized version. Now, 
what I'm basing this off of, for those that don't know, I have a relationship with the Lord. I read the Bible, this, that, and the other. So what I'm basing this off of is stuff that I've learned in the Bible. However, there's practical application. So I'm not going to make it. No, this dude is not trying to bite me. That's rude. Anyways, I'm going to just not get all like super uh, churchy with the whatever. And we're just going to talk about it very plainly because the application and the principles are relevant regardless, right? So in my life, there is what is called Egypt, right? So Egypt was the part of my life where that was when I was, I don't know if y'all remember when I was staying with my mom. And when I was there living in her house, so many like wounds from childhood, so many just things bubbled to the surface. And in that season, it was a very tough season. Um, she and I didn't always see eye to eye. And I mean, I'm going to be honest, and it just is what it is. We haven't always had the greatest relationship anyway. We just, I don't know, we just don't always see eye to eye on some things. And like when we try to communicate. We don't, it's just, it's a struggle. And so I love my mom. Don't get me wrong, but there, that's just the reality of things. And so being at her house for me was Egypt. Now in the, I guess I can't not say in the Bible, but in the Bible, Egypt was like, they were in slavery. They were in bondage though. Just think about that all kinds of bondage that we deal with in life, be it um, fears, insecurities, whatever. These are things holding us back from either doing what we want to do or being who we want to be. And the reason why, for those of y'all who do like read the Bible and all this stuff, I'm saying it in this way, simply because, as I said, the practical application is the same, whether or not someone really wants to like read the Bible or not, excuse me, this practical application and the truth therein or whatever is true. So there are times in our life where we are struggling to break free from bondage or we are in different types of bondage, bondage or whatever. So that was Egypt. Then there's the wilderness and the promised land. The wilderness is where you go to between Egypt and the promised land. The wilderness is where, honestly, there's like more refining, like I would even say there's healing that happens. So maybe, and healing in a different way, because I'm learning there's two types of healing that I've experienced in my life. There's the healing where you acknowledge the wounds and you address it. And so, and you, that's kind of like where you become set free from whatever be it prayer, be it therapy, be it a combination of both, be it just learning new skills or whatever. So that's a form of healing. And it's also where you start establishing boundaries and like really deciding how you want to allow people to treat you or not treat you anymore and then moving accordingly. But then another type of healing that I'm experiencing right now is then when you start having healthy interactions it brings about healing. But then what it also does is it also can cause fears and insecurities to bubble to the surface 
as you're trying to learn how to navigate like in healthy spaces, healthy relationships, healthy friendships, healthy whatever, right? And so in the wilderness, it's kind of like, it's that in between, and the promised land is where, you know, the land of milk and honey. And it's like when you reach the next level, because I always also look at life like Super Mario Brothers. And I probably have said this on this show before. So if you've ever played old school Super Mario Brothers, right? So level one is just the Goombas. You're going, you jump on their little heads or whatever, and that's how you kill them. And then when you get to the end of the level, you start maybe having the jumping turtles towards the end. And then you have the Bowser of that level. And then you go to level two. Now, as you get towards the end of level one and you first experience the jumping turtles, that's kind of new because the Goombas were just walking. They weren't jumping. The jumping turtles, you got to have a little bit more strategy and a little bit more finesse because if you don't jump right, you might jump when they jump and y'all might bump into each other and then you're going to die. You know what I'm saying? So you get past those jumping turtles, you kill that Bowser, you go to level two. Now, the thing about Super Mario Brothers and actually a lot of video games that involve like shooting and killing and stuff like this, but for sure in Super Mario Brothers, is when you get to level two, one, by the time you get to the end of level one, the Goombas are easy because you now have this new foe to fight against, this new enemy, the jumping turtles. When you get to level two, the jumping turtles and the Goombas are going to be a constant. They're going to be easier because you've already kind of mastered how to navigate them in level one, but then more enemies are going to be introduced. And like, that's basically how Super Mario Brothers goes in each Bowser. And I don't know if they're all called Bowser, but each end of the level enemy is more difficult. And then you get to the next level, you get into like turtles that's having fireballs coming out of them, spiky turtles. So you got to maybe use something else to kill them. Then though, you get more superpowers too when you break the brick and you have the level power up or whatever. I don't know what these things are called. Bruh, why Gizmo? Do you not see this microphone? Come here. It's like, he's so rude sometimes, y'all. I swear, he's so rude. But anyways, and so the thing about um, the wilderness and the promised land and all of that and Egypt is that when you're in the wilderness, you are kind of like there's more refining and you by faith and and a lot of things in life sometimes are by faith i'm gonna make it happen even if it's just you have faith in yourself to make it happen like when you're working towards a goal or whatever but when you're in the wilderness that's the part where you have to keep going even though everything around you may not look like what you're wanting to happen or what you're working to achieve so if you apply that towards like working out or whatever right so when you first start working out, you just have to keep going and keep going and keep going. And then all of a sudden you'll start seeing results. But when you're not seeing the results at first, it's like this mental battle where you have to decide, I'm going to keep going and I'm going to keep whatever, and I'm going to fight my flesh and I'm going to like get my mind 
in tune with what I'm doing and fight against the part of me that doesn't feel like getting up or whatever. That's in the wilderness too, like in any type of wilderness, like when you're trying to go from Egypt to the promised land, right? Read your Bible, you know, to kind of better understand that. It's in Genesis when the Israelites are leaving Egypt and then they go through the wilderness. Now, the interesting thing, come here, come here, come here. Yeah, the interesting thing about the wilderness is that the more you fight against, and this is where I have to get kind of spiritual, the more you fight against the work that the Lord is trying to do in your heart, because the thing about preparation always comes, preparation always comes before promotion. And this is stuff I would talk about with my company's content, where when you're working to achieve a goal, like, I mean, whatever, it doesn't matter what the goal is, you are, you have to prepare yourself to be able to sustain, sustain, sustain whatever it is that you're trying to achieve, right? And so in the wilderness is where you are being prepared to sustain whatever this promotion is, this next level is in the promised land. Because I'm a firm believer is there's not only one promised land there's like multiple different types of promised lands because it's all about promotion in the next level. And I f- am a firm believer that as long as you're breathing, you should be continuing to move forward. You know what I'm saying? In some some way or fashion, doesn't necessarily mean financially, doesn't necessarily mean professionally, but you should just always be growing and moving forward. And so there's going to be different promised lands. But the thing about it is in the wilderness, that is such an interesting place because the one thing that I'm learning is who you surround yourself with in the wilderness matters. I'm confident that in these 202 previous weeks on this show, at some point, I talked about the importance of speaking life over yourself. I know I've talked about it in my company's content, which I really need to get back to that but it is what it is. And so the thing is, is that when you are in a wilderness season, if you have people around you that are speaking death over you and saying, this ain't going to happen, you ain't going to do this. Or even if they say, God isn't going to do this, God isn't going to do that. While those words may seem just like words, words are very powerful, right? And words are ultimately seeds that are planted in your mind that can grow into whatever that word plant is. You know what I'm saying? So like, uh, what's a good way to say this? I remember I, and I actually still do this when I'm struggling to do something, doesn't matter what it is. I will tell myself, I will pause and I will just tell myself, I can do this. I can do this. And I, I will say it as many times as I need to say it until I believe the words that are coming out of my mouth and going into my brain. Cause like when we say things out loud and we hear it, our brain receives it. Like our brain doesn't necessarily immediately, immediately say, oh, well, Tamara's telling herself that. So 
I'm not going to believe that. No, my brain, the more I say I can do this, my brain believes that I can do this. And so that's just a simple way of like speaking life. But the reason I bring that up is because, man, sometimes people that are like, they love us, they care about us and they mean well, but maybe they don't, maybe they haven't been through what you've been through to have the faith that you have to make it through whatever it is that you're going through. So they may speak things and and they mean well, but honestly, they're speaking death over you. And so it's very important that one, you don't speak death over yourself. So if you tell yourself, I can't do this, you're not going to be able to do it because as you think that's what it's really going to be. Right. And so that's number one is it's important that you don't speak death over yourself, but it's also important that you don't allow anyone else to speak death over you. And I would even say, and I said this in a, um, y'all know I'm on the creative team at my church and I'll go to like the staff meetings and we were basically, somebody else was talking about like how we speak to our mountains, which are the things in front of us that may feel or seem impossible to get to the other side of or whatever. And he was talking about the importance of speak, like how we speak to our mountains matters. And I like kind of added to that and just thought about, yeah. And it's also important that what we receive matters. And like when people speak death over you, I encourage you to say, I don't receive that. And, and it's, it seems almost silly to say sometimes but you really have to be extremely diligent about what you allow into your mind, about what you allow to be planted into your heart and all that stuff. Because like the wilderness season is that final preparation, like Egypt is you're in bondage, right? You're, you go through a lot and you break free of a lot of stuff when you're in Egypt. And then when you're in the wilderness, that's that time period between, and it's, it's all preparation, but it's like a different kind of preparation because in Egypt, you're actually still in bondage in the wilderness. You're somewhat free, but you're still not all the way ready for that next level. That would almost be like the elevator that you go through on super Mario brothers or the tunnel or whatever, depending on what level you're going to to get to the next level. Like that's that in between time and the work that you do in the wilderness is a little bit different because it's really about your mindset and just, I feel like unhealthy thinking and fears and insecurities that there's no room for them at the next level. Like there's no room for you to be led by your fears at the next level that you're trying to get to or whatever. And so it's super important that like who you surround yourself in, um, you know, listen. I mean, it's, it's super important that who you surround yourself with is people that are like speaking life into you. And I'm not saying you necessarily have to like cut everybody off in a wilderness season, but I think it's like you need to be very intentional about who you are surrounding yourself with where you are going. Like the one thing I love about serving on the creative team 
because the creative team, I don't know if I've ever said this, but if you're new, it's made up of like multiple different parts. So it's the worship team, the production team. So that's like the broadcast and all, you know, audio, all lights and all that stuff, because we have online stuff as well. And so there's that. And then there's like marketing content. So there's the people that, um, you know, take photos and I do broadcast cam and take photos for content. There's also just communications as well. So like the emails that go out, just the text messages, the information that goes out to the body so they know what's going on. And so the cool thing about it is, especially um, when I serve and like, especially when I serve on broadcast cam because I have to be there earlier, I get to sit in worship. And so that's something that's important to me where I get to sit in the presence of the Lord while the worship team is rehearsing. And so every way that I serve, I get to be a part of that because like tomorrow, well, at the time of this recording, shout out, but there's a youth group thing. It's called a rev rally, but there's a youth group thing tomorrow and I'm serving on the broadcast cam and there's going to be worship. And so I will get to be there early. Um, next month or Monday coming up, there's, um, a women's group. We have a monthly women's group. Again, I go early. So as the worship team is practicing, I, or rehearsing, excuse me, I usually just will just sit there. Like, there's no, there's nothing I necessarily need to be doing. And I will even sometimes like, I've made it a point to like, when I'm struggling, I'll go even earlier than I normally do. Now, I don't know if I'm be doing that on a Sunday because we don't have Saturday church anymore. So they have to be there at six. You know, I don't, I, I'll never say never, but I'll be really shocked if they ever see me at 6 a.m. And I don't have to be there that early. But aside from that, like, I'm just like, when you're in a wilderness season, so one, to tie this all together, because this, you know, these are the two things, and I may talk more about this just depending on how long I'm kind of in this state of transition. But one, surround yourself with people that are going to speak life over you. And I'm not saying they're going to lie to you and all of that. But speaking life for me and for the people that I'm surrounding myself with right now is speaking God's truth over me and to me about who God is and what his word says he is. And it may not have been something that somebody else has experienced, but that doesn't mean that that's not like the word is not true. You know what I'm saying? So like if God's word says he's a provider then that's what he is. You know what I'm saying? If God's word says he's a healer, then that's what he is. And I know these things can get tricky, excuse me, because sometimes people's healing don't come this side of heaven. And sometimes people don't get the provision in the way they feel like they wanted it or needed or whatever. Trust me, I have definitely gone through that, but it doesn't mean God's not a provider. You know what I mean? And so that's one, it's important to surround yourself with people that are going to speak life. It is important to be diligent, point two, to not receive people speaking death over you to the point of saying, I don't receive that. I think you need to be that diligent because you're telling your mind 
that you don't receive that. You know what I'm saying? You speaking life over yourself is telling your mind what is going to happen. And you saying, I don't receive it is telling your mind what you're not going to receive it. And then point three, kind of lost point three. Let me think about this. Point three is be intentional about where you go when you're in a wilderness situation or season um, that ties into who you surround yourself with. But I would even say like where you go, like, you know, um, for me, like I said, I serve on the creative team. So I am around just other believers and, and worship and stuff like that a lot. But for you, it may look different for you. It may be like, you know, nature's helpful to you because there's that type of stuff too. It's not just about going to church, but it's like, what is going to be helpful to you? What is going to be life giving to you? Try to do that as much as you can in a wilderness season. So those are my quick little wisdom, I guess, from the wilderness. I'm going to go ahead and get up out of here. Thank you so much for tuning in. As I always say, make sure you take care of yourself mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, be healthy in your relationships, and I will talk to you soon. Bye. Ladies and gents, this concludes transmission. Tune in next time for a whole new edition, another adventure and mission to share, be heard, and clarify the vision of this whole new world for... Damn.